All right. I love your dating, dating deal breakers. The date psych is with us. The date psych. Well, well, I'll let, I'll let him. Alex, tell us what you do and why your handle on Twitter is the date psych. Sure, great. Thanks for having me on. So my name is Alexander. Like you said, handle on Twitter is Date Psych, and I run the website datepsychology.com. I do research in behavioral and cognitive neuroscience, and I focus particularly on attractiveness, dating, relationships, those sorts of topics. And I wanted to talk to you about the dating deal breakers and how they vary from person to person. Is that something that you've done any research on? Absolutely, yeah. That would be my most current research, some dating app deal breakers. Okay, I have a friend. You're in Seattle, right? No, no. I'm in uh, Barcelona, in Spain. Oh, okay. But, but all of the samples from the research is actually uh, uh, mostly American samples, no Spanish samples. Okay. So she's in Seattle. Um, she's she's a professional dater, so to speak. And she went on a date, and they went on a pretty pretty big hike, and he didn't have a first aid kit. And she said, that's it. I'll never date you again. And... I asked her, I said, well, you had a first aid kit, right? And she said, yeah, but he should be better prepared. And that's it. Wouldn't give the guy a second date. Even though she liked him, she found him attractive, but it was all over a first aid kit. Do you hear stories that are even wilder than that? Yeah, I mean, what can be said? High standards, even very small things like that can become a deal breaker. It all varies by person to person. But yeah, even a small thing like that, you know, there's the expression, the ick that some people say, and that's one of those little things that can vary from person to person. So you collected 130 different deal breakers from your over 18,000 Twitter followers, and you coded them into a survey for a social media, what you call convenience sample, making it easily accessible to dating app users on Twitter. Was there one consistent deal breaker? Well, the top deal breakers, well, certainly one that's consistent for men and women, that, because certainly men submitted deal breakers that were different from women. So sex differences in that case. One that's consistent across both is kind of the negative framings in the dating app bios or like the laundry lists. And what that would look like is when someone describes in their biography what they don't want in a partner when they say, I don't want this and I don't want that and I don't want that. That kind of comes off as negative, And that's mm-hmm. a pretty high one for both men and women. Interesting. Here's uh, some that came in on our text line. Uh, No drugs of any kind, pot included. Being dependent on substances, whether drugs or too much pizza, is unattractive. They don't. And we're in Chicago. Alexander, we eat a lot of pizza here. Another said, choose with mouth open, gross feet, no sense of humor, likes bad music, messy car, dumb friends. Politics seem to be playing into it. So give us the top five deal breakers for women. Sure. So the top five deal breakers, and you mentioned drugs. That's a high one. It's not actually in the top five, but it was a a, a particularly high one. And smoking as well is a pretty high one. Alcohol, not as high. People are okay with drinking, but drugs and and smoking tend to be pretty high ones. So the top five for women, the very top one is if the biography has any kind of violence or aggression in it. The second one is if the biography contains any kind of crude sexual content. The third was racism or bigotry in the bio. The fourth was the negative framing, kind of like I just described. And the fifth would be an indication or desire for non-monogamy. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of that on dating apps, isn't there? And a lot of my friends complain because uh, a lot of guys want to post a picture of them holding a dead animal for some reason, like they're a hunter or something, and they're always with a dead duck or a dead deer or a dead turkey or something. 
All right, what are the uh, yeah. top five dating turnoffs for guys? So the top two, top one was an OnlyFans link, and the top two was a Venmo link. So those are going to be soliciting money or that sort of a thing. The third for men was if the woman has kids already. The fourth was if the biography indicated some kind of emotional instability. And the fifth, similar to women, was an interest in non-monogamy as well. So the non-monogamy, people actually post that in dating profiles. Yeah, I think I think so. So I think that's probably going to index two things. One would be if people say, I'm specifically interested in non-monogamy, and the other would probably be people looking for casual uh, encounters. Right. So at least they're being upfront about it. They're like, look, I'm not getting into a long-term relationship. This is what I want. Exactly, yeah. And so even if this is a deal breaker for most people, because past research on dating apps has also, we tend to think of them as kind of hookup apps, but research is very consistent that most people actually use these to find relationships. But there is about that 25% that use them, yeah, for casual hookups. And that's about the, so about 70% or so of people would reject kind of that non-monogamy kind of flat out. But then you do have that other 20, 25% that is using them for hookups. So even if most people will reject it, I guess, People that are using it for more casual encounters are going to find each other anyway. This is Alexander. He's known as the Date Psych on Twitter. He's got a lot of people who follow him, and he uh, is a graduate student in cognitive neuroscience and behavior. And before I let you go, Alexander, I know you're in Barcelona, but have you have you determined what is one of the best dating sites in the U.S. for people to use? Can you clue us in? Well, certainly, Tinder is the one that has the most users and the most activity. OkCupid, I believe, is second right now, and I think Bumble is third at the moment. And when people get married, do they admit that they met on Tinder? Oh, absolutely. In fact, research has shown over the last years that this is one of the top ways that people meet right now. Between 20% of all couples to as much as 40% of all couples uh, report that they they met their current partner online. Oh, that's wonderful. All right. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to follow you online. Not that I'm dating, but I find it intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me on. All right. Mary's got to check on weather and traffic right now.